This is Marathon Training Academy, episode 434. This episode is brought to you by Revel White Mountains Marathon and Half. Revel White Mountains will be their first ever East Coast race and will take place on May 5th, 2024 in Conway, New Hampshire, featuring a smooth downhill slope on the most beautiful highway in the United States. Register at runrevel.com with the code MTA and get $10 off your Revel White Mountains Marathon and Half registration. Thanks also to UCAN for sponsoring this podcast. As a listener to the podcast, you can try their famous Edge Gels for free. Just pay for the cost of shipping. Head over to UCAN.co slash MTA to get this offer. It's called the Marathon Training Academy Sample Pack. Just go to UCAN.co slash MTA. Welcome to the Marathon Training Academy podcast, where we inspire and empower you to run a marathon and change your life. I'm Trevor. And I'm Angie. In this episode, we give you a healthy dose of motivation as you think about your marathon training in the new year. Hear how fellow runners are dealing with setbacks, setting goals, and taking on new challenges. And don't forget, as a member of the Academy, you get access to all of our back podcast episodes, training plans, and more. Find out how to join when you visit MarathonTrainingAcademy.com. Hey, and we are sending out a survey to all of you listening um, who want to take the survey. Give us some feedback on what you'd like to hear about in this coming year on the podcast. You know, what topics you'd like us to cover. We always love hearing from our listeners. Subscribe to our email newsletter. You can hear what's going on here at MTA. And also uh, take part in the survey when we send that link out. And you'll find a link right there in the show notes uh, listed with this episode. You should be able to find that, boom, right on your phone. And sign up for our newsletter and get in on the survey so we can get your feedback on topics you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast this year. All right, so first episode of the new year, we're going to talk about goals. In just a minute, Angie and I are going to share what's on our calendar so far in the coming year. But before we do that, let's give some shout outs to folks in our community doing some cool stuff. Um, Looking back on their year of running, Angie, what do you got for us? This comes from Melanie. She says, on January 1st, 2023, I made a goal to run 500 miles by the end of the year, and I met my goal with five days to spare. I'm proud to have earned my 500-mile challenge medal. I also ran two half marathons this year. On to the next challenge. And Jared said, thank you, Trevor, Angie, and the entire MTA and Social Distancing Run Club. You all have inspired me to complete my first half marathon this past December, and I have many more running adventures planned for 2024. In 2023, I learned that I can do hard things. (laughs) Nice. Those two um, notes, they come from our Facebook group where we have our people who are doing our virtual races, something that we started back in 2020. And it's cool to see people who got into that group and weren't really running much and never done an organized race. And then to see these folks go on to complete half marathons and marathons and really take the plunge um, is fun to watch. That's right. This comes from a coaching client named Heather. She says, in late fall of 2022, I let MTA coach Abby know my plan for 12 marathons in 12 months in 2023. I asked what her thoughts were on how to safely train for such a thing. We discussed the potential for both physical and mental stress and the risks involved. She then gave an overview of what the training segments would look like and how the races would build on each other. Two of the marathons in Idaho and Wyoming were back-to-back. In the four weeks leading up to that two-day event, we scheduled more back-to-back long runs. 
This was also an experiment at what my body could handle for mileage. Fortunately, with proper building and cross-training in the previous months, we were successful. In September, I ran two physically demanding marathons where temps soared into the 90s and the humidity was thick as well. Yeah, it's always tough. Both my endurance and experience played a part in meticulous hydration, fueling, and running a more conservative pace to ensure I made it safely to the finish line. She goes on to say, I trusted Coach Abby, believed in the plan, and therefore I was successful. I only have seven of 50 states remaining in my 50-state goal. I have a big challenge in the first half of 2024 with four marathons planned. Right now, I'm enjoying a much-needed break before I start the build again. And that comes from Heather. Well, thank you for that recap of your year. Congrats, Heather, on conquering 12 marathons. Sounds like you learned a lot about yourself, and I'm glad the coaching's working out for you. So, yeah, here's to an excellent new year. Well on my way, well on my way, well on my way. Now that I'm well on my way, well on my way, well on my way, well on my way. All right, 2024, here we are. New year, new opportunity to do cool stuff. Uh, last year, I had the chance to run a marathon in Belgium, which was really nice. I visited three new countries I'd never been to before, Belgium, the Netherlands, and Luxembourg. I also had the chance to run three half marathons, plus being a guy who loves to travel and be in nature. I really enjoyed being out in the uh, Sierra Nevada mountains, did some hiking out there last year in California. And uh, we also took a family vacation down to Costa Rica, and I tried surfing again and reestablished my place firmly as the world's worst surfer. I highly doubt that, <laughs> <laughs> but it is a lot harder than it looks. So this year, we are going to be at the Tokyo Marathon. It'll be our first time in Japan, which means a lot of wintertime training, like this whole month. I got to find the motivation to like run on the treadmill, which I only have a shred of motivation. <laughs> <laughs> And we also are going to be at the Revel White Mountains in New Hampshire. And we'd love to see you guys come out if you want to put another awesome event on your calendar. Of course, the Revel races we really enjoy, and they've been a sponsor of the podcast for a couple of years now. So yeah, this year, Revel White Mountains. Real quick, um, Angie, what can we tell people about Revel White Mountains? And we also have a discount code, of course, for all of you. That's right. This is a one-time event. They have never done an East Coast race. And of course, the Revel Race Series is famous for their beautiful downhill courses, their awesome organization and swag. Um, So this one will be in Conway, New Hampshire on May 5th, 2024. It features a smooth downhill slope on a beautiful highway in the United States. This race will be a great place to set a PR, hit that BQ time, or even do your first half marathon or full marathon. Um, You can register at runrevel.com and use the code MTA to get $10 off your Revel White Mountain Marathon and Half Marathon registration. And like Trevor said, it would be great to see anyone there. Let us know if you're going to be there and we'll give you info about the meetup. We'd love to see you. Runrevel.com. Use the code MTA for 10 bucks off. Runrevel.com. Code MTA. And then, of course, this summer, Angie and I are going to be hiking around Mount Blanc in France. A bucket list thing that we thought we would have to wait till we were retired to do. But an opportunity came along to do it this year. We've got a group of folks that are going over there, and we're going with Run the Alps. So I don't have to organize it. I don't... (laughs) I just get to show up and get around the mountain. That's all I got to do. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. And hey, by the way, there are three spots left if you want to go on this epic hike with us around Mount Blanc. For more info, shoot me an email, trevor at marathontrainacademy.com. So yeah, we got the Tokyo Marathon on the calendar. We got the Revel White Mountains on the calendar. The Tour de Mont Blanc in July. 
And I also signed up for a marathon in Slovakia. So I guess I'll be going to Europe twice this year if all, everything works out. I'm going to the Košice Marathon, the oldest marathon in Europe. And it'll be the 100th running of the race this year. Košice, I'll be there October 6th. And then, of course, I'll be at various half marathons, hopefully sprinkled in along the way. I think it's motivating to see what other people are up to. So we posted in our various online groups, hey, what are you guys planning to do this year? What are your running goals? So here are some examples, things that people posted in our group for members and coaches and clients, just to give everyone an idea of what your fellow runners are going to be doing this year. Coach Abby says, setting an over 50 PR at the Mesa Marathon in February, a 75K race in May, and an Ironman in September. Wow. A real training challenge to accomplish all of that, but fun to have a different mix this year. Coach Antonio says, help my runners achieve their goals, personally run Tokyo and London marathons, and continue my quest to run at least a half in each of the 50 states. He's got 19 so far. Rudy from Belgium says, keep running, stay injury free, set some new PRs, run my first 100 miler, and he wants to run 12 full marathons or longer in 2024, not necessarily one every month. And he says, oh yes, I almost forgot, I want to get a bit faster. <laughs> he is no slacker, that's for sure. That's right. Luis from Portugal says, continue to enjoy running, keep my fitness level going, maintain my healthy body, increase my yoga time to benefit my stress levels, complete all the races I signed up for, start long distance swimming training to prepare for future triathlons, and enjoy the Atlantic Ocean life. I love it. That's nice. Bill says, keep narrowing in on the elusive sub three hour marathon. Pace my daughter to a big enough BQ for her to beat the cutoff by running two marathons with her. Climb a personally significant mountain and explore this beautiful world further by foot. He's doing it too. Yeah, he's currently climbing a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in uh, Ecuador, I believe. Candice Ruth says, I'm excited to chip away at my 50 state goal with several more marathons, running my first official ultra in May. This is my biggest excitement right now, and I want to strengthen my body with increased weight training. Kathleen says, my goals are to finish the Boston Marathon strong, work on building speed and strength, and complete 2024 20, miles of running this year. Heidi says, my goal is to strength train twice a week and to do at least one run per month on trails. My spring marathon is at the end of April, but I want to do one in the fall as well. Yeah, I saw strength training come up a lot. Yeah, that's a great goal. Katie says, once cleared to run post-pregnancy, I hope to be able to run a 10K or half by the end of 2024. I'm due beginning of March. That's a very exciting journey to be on. Marty says, I'm committing to 2024 miles of running this year, 1,500 Peloton miles, and adding yoga as a regular part of my routine by committing to 60 minutes per week. I hope to complete three 100-mile races along with several other marathon and longer distances, adding four new states. I also plan to double the reach of my podcast. And then he says, dream big, my friends. Angela says, I'm going for my sub-two-hour half marathon goal. She says, third time is the charm. Dipti says, after Dopey, my goal is to continue to build on my current fitness by staying injury-free and consistent in my running, strength training, and yoga. I want to average 30 miles per week consistently through the year. I want to start working on my speed again and run two more states on my 50-state journey, Ohio and Pennsylvania. I'm also working towards a sub-430 full marathon. I love how specific these goals are. That's the cool thing about marathon training is you can just sign up for a race and it forces you into this self-improvement program. 
So it's not like people are saying, I just want to become more fit. That's vague. Everyone wants to, right? Well, put some money down and get some skin in the game, you know, sign up for a race and you'll be forced to have to get more fit. Right. And when you're in a group that can help you with accountability, you feel like there's people supporting you who are going to be asking about your goal and that can kind of help encourage you along the way. You're actually pretty good about um, asking at least twice a week what people have planned for their for their fitness and for their running. You do it every Wednesday and every Friday. So and it's always fun to see what people are up to. And that's that's kind of our way in this group to have people check in. That's right. Mindy says, my goal is to BQ with a massive buffer at Mount Charleston Marathon and cross New York City off my World Marathon Majors list. Angelica says, run my first full marathon. Love it. Debbie says, continue to run strong and injury free and add a couple more states to my 50 state marathon quest. And Alicia says, my goals are to strength train a minimum of two days a week, continue to improve my speed as my big goal is a Boston qualifying time, PR the London Marathon, and continue to work towards my 50-state goal. She currently has three. So three of the 50 done. She's got goals for days. (laughs) Angie did that uh, quest. It took, uh, what, nine years? Uh, Well, I did my first marathon in 2008 and finished in 2020. So 12 years. (laughs) (laughs) 12 years worth of goals right there. And then we got some we want to share real quick from the social distancing run group. This is the group that we formed for people doing our virtual races. And uh, this is from Stephen. He says his goal is to finish the 2,500-mile challenge. Candy says to become a marathoner and continue to run and work out. Tony, we had on the podcast uh, last year, he he wants to run sub-250 at Boston and Berlin and uh, to minimize injuries while doing it. Mary says, get back into running consistently now that I'm nine months postpartum and my son is starting to sleep for longer stretches in the night. That's always nice when that happens. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Christopher says, going for my third marathon with a target of 4.30. He says, thanks for all the help I gained via MTA. I would not be as confident without using this knowledge to shape my personal plan. So yeah, I think he used one of our training plans for his uh, goal. So that's cool. Rochelle says her goal is to finish last year's list. (laughs) (laughs) She's also doing the 2,500-mile challenge. I actually got to meet Rochelle in the Netherlands last year. and She says, a self-supported multi-day run and to keep doing a monthly challenge. And finally, Liz writes, I'll be doing my first 26.2-miler since 2018 at the Santa Rosa Marathon. And she says her plan to do a half in April and then picking out a full plan from our uh, training plan vault to do her full marathon in August. So it sounds like she's doing a half marathon kind of as a supported long run for her full. Yep. That's smart. And she says her goal is to listen to all of the MTA training modules. She's already completed the one on mindset and also to hone in on her nutrition, lose 10 pounds before race day, and then finally earn her 2,500-mile medal along the way. Awesome. Well, we appreciate all of you in our community sharing your goals and inspiring us. Speaking of inspiring goals, this past year, Coach Athena on our team had an epic year yeah, she ran the Broken Arrow Sky Race 46K in Lake Tahoe, running on snow most of the way. Uh, she ran the Pikes Peak Marathon, extreme elevation change out there in Colorado. She did some half marathons sprinkled in and then finished out the year with a trip to Hawaii. Who doesn't like that? And did the Honolulu Marathon and had such a cool year. We thought, hey, let's get her on the podcast. It's been a while since we spoke to Athena on the podcast. So let's bring her on for a short segment to talk about her year and how she was able to fit all that in. In addition to all the cool things that Athena did this year, I was really curious about how she handled her training and the races. 
um, being a perimenopausal athlete since I am currently in perimenopause and it's kind of been kicking my butt. <laughs> and Coach Athena has been really open on Facebook about how she's, you know, handled some of the struggles that go into your body changing and, you know, handling being an athlete through all of that. So you'll hear some of this in the interview as well. Athena is a certified running coach, personal trainer, and exercise physiologist, all around awesome woman. Here's that conversation. We're on the podcast now with Coach Athena, joining us from San Antonio. Coach Athena, you had an epic year. Actually, it's still technically 2023 when we're recording this, so you still have a couple days left to do some more cool stuff. Epic stuff, oh yeah. Right? (laughs) So, what got into you this year, Athena? Uh, Well, it started with my Leadville uh, last June in 2022. So I did the Leadville marathon. Leadville was amazing. And that just set it off. Like my soul left my body, you know, (laughs) Um, going up Hope's Pass, but it was the best experience. Yes, it was challenging. And there was moments when you're like, there's no way I can take another step. But it just lit my fire. And then um, we did some traveling after that. I always do a race and then travel um, since I'm taking that full week off for recovery. And we went uh, to Pikes Peak and I was like, oh, I'm either going to sign up for the Pikes Peak Marathon or just go and do it on my own. Because I just, I love the mountains. It's so different from San Antonio, right? We don't have any elevation here. You know, it's very uh, difficult to wrap your head around, like, how am I going to do this when I'm living at sea level and then coming and uh, doing 8,000 and above. Leadville was 10,000. So that was one of the things that kind of lit my fire. So when we were driving back, I was looking for these races and I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And so I put it out there and I'm like, you know, any takers, but nobody. So I went by myself, (laughs) but I, I enjoyed the training process. You know, I think that's where I find the joy is really just finding that challenge and training and kind of seeing how my body's going to respond. Both of you know, I'm going through perimenopause. So just learning um, the new science and trying to apply that to myself and see how it works. And then of course, giving that to the athletes that we coach. Um, So it's been an adventure um, doing both, right? Because I love the science and I love the training and these races just somehow pop up on my (laughs) radar. And I'm like, huh. (laughs) Well, I love that you set such big goals for yourself and that you really love and dive into the training process. But that was one thing I wanted to ask you because I know that you're squarely in perimenopause like I am and many women that are hearing us speak right now. And, you know, when you have big goals and you have this energy, this fire that you want to apply to your training, but then you're dealing with things like mood changes, sleep disturbances, weight changes, the whole nine yards, it can be really, really challenging because you can start to second guess yourself. So I would, you know, really love to hear you talk about that for a couple of minutes, because I know many yes. people are in that same boat thinking about 2024 and like, they would love to do certain things, but they're thinking like some areas of my life have felt really kind of like crap lately. <laughs> oh yeah. That was total uh, Honolulu marathon. And I knew <laughs> that was going to be um, probably me, my biggest challenge was the vasomotor symptoms. Right at mile eight, I started having my hot flash and I've had this happen before 
or in other races where my heart rate um, just spiked on me and mm. I had no way of making those changes within the run or, or race, right? I can't say, you know, change the temperature, the thermostat. During <laughs> right. You're in the middle of it. What do you do? <laughs> yeah. So I knew my goal was like to get to the halfway point and then start run and walking. Um, so I did that. And it's one of those things where you have to really let go and take a step back. And I knew that leading up. I knew that um, Broken Arrow was crazy snow in Lake Tahoe. We had 22 miles of snow that we had to run through, which of course I don't have snow in San Antonio. (laughs) Um, And it was half deep. And um, so that was a very fun challenge. So I knew my, my vasomotor symptoms would be okay, but I had my second cycle start at the halfway point during that race. And I'm at the top of the mountain and I'm like messaging my husband, like I started. So then with that, I had the nausea and the dizziness. So again, it's just like knowing what's going to help me um, get through those. So I knew that pickle juice, watermelon, whatever they had on the course, those would be some things that my body was craving that I could actually take. And then of course, letting myself kind of just sit down and be okay with just taking a moment to allow my heart rate to come down, the dizziness and the nausea to pass. So that was that experience in a cold environment. Um, Mm. But with Honolulu, you know, it's hot. It was, you know, pure sun. It was, I think, topped out at 88 degrees and like 90% humidity. Oh my goodness. Um, And so it was really interesting. And I knew it was going to take some time for me to recover. And I really wanted to call Uber multiple times because, you know, you have those, the self-doubt as a coach and then as an athlete, you know, I'm like, oh my God, my athletes are going to see that, you know, I'm running and walking because I had some athletes that were tracking me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just kind of have to like be okay with that. Like this is taking on this new challenge, learning how to navigate it, leaning into it. And so I, at every water stop, they had ice. So I was making sure I was toweling off, trying to keep my uh, core temperature down, taking care of the nausea, walking a little bit more if needed, and then getting back into the running aspect. And then also just taking it back and being like, I'm in Hawaii. (laughs) Um, I need to enjoy where I am, the fact that I am here. Um, So taking in the sights, uh, taking in all the spectators and the other athletes on the course, um, because everybody was struggling and just being able to be appreciative of where my body took me in 2023 Mm -hmm. and soaking in all the things that our bodies can do. And I think that's one thing for any athlete experiencing um, symptoms of perimenopause or postmenopause is just like accepting that, man, our bodies are being able to do this. We did the training. We took care of our recovery, nutrition, hydration, and just allowing yourself to be proud of those moments is what it was all about. That's that's so important. It's like controlling the things you can control and then all the things that you can't, like reframing it and really just keeping that attitude of pride in yourself and gratitude about what you get to experience, even though it is maybe not ideal. You had some extremes last year. You had cold weather at the Broken Arrow Sky Race, hot weather at the Honolulu Marathon, from training flat in San Antonio to the Rocky Mountains. It's so awesome to spend time in the mountains. 
Oh yeah, most definitely. Like I said, the the terrain is so different than the environment that I live in. And it's like fun challenging yourself. That's why I wanted to do Leadville last year was kind of like, ooh, 10,000 feet. Let's see what that's like mm-hmm. <laughs> and go to 14,000. And so those little things that you can kind of look forward to that pushes yourself outside that comfort zone. And you learn a lot about yourself when you're training and racing in those environments. And how fun is that to make a road trip out of it? Oh, yes. (laughs) uh, Like what you guys do. And looking at 2024, uh, what do you got on your heart to do this year? So 2024, I am looking for a race in June. I haven't kind of narrowed one down, but definitely an ultra. Um, But for my birthday, we were supposed to do rim to rim to rim. For those that don't know, you're running from the south rim of the Grand Canyon to the north rim of the Grand Canyon and then back. Um, how many how many miles is that? Like 40 something, right? Yeah, 48, 53. Okay. It depends. Um, I want to really try to get in Ribbon Falls, um, which mm. is down on the bottom. I didn't get to do that a couple of years ago when I did Rim to Rim to Rim, but I did it in two days. This time I want to go for one day. So we were supposed to do it April 1st, but um, they received a lot of snow. And they had closed the North Rim. And I was not going to put, because I was going to have a few other athletes with me. I was not going to put anybody at risk. So we canceled just a couple of weeks before we were supposed to head out. So I'm going to go ahead and try again um, in October and um, see how it goes. So that's my uh, challenge. Nice. So that's exciting. So some kind of ultra in June and then rim to rim to rim in October for your birthday. And who knows what else you'll find to fill in the cracks. <laughs> I, know I, I will be coming up in 2024. I'm going to run the Cherry Blossom 10 Miler. Ooh. So I'll be up in D.C. in April. So if anybody's in the Marathon Training Academy family is up there, hopefully I'll get to see or meet you guys. <laughs> yes, that would be amazing. We look forward to following your progress and seeing photos and especially I'm interested in that Grand Canyon rim to rim. That's going to be Sorry, rim to rim to rim. (laughs) That's going to be epic. I've thought about doing just one direction, but it's so difficult to get back to where you started. (laughs) Get passenger pickup or or rent a car or have someone pick you up and you you drive for hours, you know, because the Grand Canyon is kind of like in the way and there's no bridge. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, my husband was. (laughs) So when I did it in 2019, we um, stayed on the South Rim. I was fortunate enough to be able to get a room there at the at the North Rim, which is the Grand Canyon Lodge. And it's just gorgeous. But yeah, my husband had to drive five hours wow. <laughs> uh, to get to the other side and then five hours back, you know, and but he did wow. that for us because, you know, he loves me. <laughs> Shout out to the great support crews out there, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but it is a great experience. Well, thanks for all you do for clients here at MTA. Uh, you're an inspiration to us and to everyone in our community. So keep up the great work. We appreciate you, Athena. Thanks for speaking to us today on the podcast. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoy that conversation with Athena. Always cool to talk to her and see what she's up to. In just a minute, we want to talk about how to connect to a deeper meaning 
when it comes to your running goals this year and how that meaning can sustain you. But before we do that, big thanks to our sponsor, UCAN. They've been a faithful sponsor of ours for years, and we've used their product at countless races. And now that they have their edge gels, you're going to see them at more and more marathons, I believe, around the U.S., hopefully around the world. That's right. Um, I think one of the key factors for that is that their products work for the everyday athlete all the way up to these elite marathoners that you see using their products. And they have that live steady. It's a revolutionary complex carbohydrate that delivers really steady energy over time, eliminating that spike and crash in glucose levels and the general energy instability that can be caused by sugar and other fast acting carbs. So no matter how long you're out there running, you can is a great solution. You can maintain that stable blood sugar, just allows for daily better energy, workout endurance, hunger control, and of course, metabolic health, which is really important. And you can try a free sample pack. It's called the Marathon Training Academy Sample Pack. All you gotta do is pay shipping. They'll send it to you free. Just pay shipping. Youcan.co slash MTA for the sample pack of Edge Gels. All right, little mindset training here for you. So Angie and I love books, of course. Uh, I've already finished one whole book in the new year. I'm sure Angie probably finished like five or six, right? Only three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So I just finished Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. I've been wanting to go through this book for a long time. I actually found it for free on Audible. So if you have Audible, there are free audiobooks on Audible. That's right. You don't even need a subscription. This was one of them that was in there for free. Man's Search for Meaning is really about how does your soul orient itself in the world? What makes life worth living? Dr. Frankl talks about the will to meaning. And it's in contrast to what Nietzsche was about, which is the will to power. Freud, of course, talked about the will to pleasure. Pleasure is our main psychological drive. Nietzsche powers our main psychological drive. Well, Dr. Frankel says when he was in the concentration camp, the will to power and the will to pleasure were not enough to sustain him because... You have no power or pleasure, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, bingo. You're in a concentration camp. So he said a better psychological driver is the will to meaning. So a little background, 1942, just nine months after his wedding, Viktor Frankl and his family were forcibly relocated to the Theresienstadt concentration camp. They were um, Jews living in Vienna. He was already a psychiatrist working on the question of meaning. And uh, his father succumbed to starvation and pneumonia uh, at the concentration camp. And in 1944, the remaining family members were transferred to Auschwitz, where his mother died and his brother was sent to the gas chambers. And then later, his wife succumbed to uh, typhus, and Frankel endured three more years. Uh, he survived in four different concentration camps. He had a book manuscript in his jacket. It was sewn into his jacket secretly, and this was his life's work. This is what he'd been putting together about the question of meaning. But the jacket was confiscated. He lost the manuscript. And so his new meaning came from the future hope of getting out and reconstructing this book or even starting it as a covert project in the camp. So this gave him a meaning greater than himself. It was more than just survival. He had to reconstruct this book because he knew it would help people. So according to Frankel, meaning is subjective and it's ever-changing. A quote from the book, Life is never made unbearable by circumstances, but only by a lack of meaning and purpose. So if, if you're listening to this right now and you're out running, for example, there's something that you're finding meaningful about doing it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be out there, especially if you're doing it in the nasty weather. So for me, when I think about meaning, I don't want to be a guy that runs marathons just for the sake of running marathons. I want to be the kind of person who is able to run marathons because that means I'm able to do other things. 
And these other things are, are what I consider payoff factors. And these payoff factors make running meaningful to me. So here's my list. Everyone's list is going to look different. Payoff factor for me is I want to be physically healthy and I want to have mobility. I want to be able to hike and be in nature to climb mountains. So my marathon legs help me with that. My marathon endurance helps me with that. I want to be able to run from the cops if I ever have to. So my marathon (laughs) Angie gave me your eye roll. (laughs) I want to be able to do hard things. Since running a marathon is so hard, there's that discipline that you have to build to be able to finish the race. And that discipline, that ability to do hard things is something I want to be true about my total life. Another one for me is uh, I have a great deal of wanderlust. I mean, I love to travel and marathons have been a vehicle for me to go out and do that. And then finally, I want to have a good story to tell. And uh, runners have good stories. They just do. And they might be kind of boring to (laughs) non-runners. But um, I like the stories that come from willing oneself through 26.2 miles. So circling back for a second to the will to power, it can be a good motivation uh, sometimes, but for me, I'm not achieving any kind of power or status with my running. It's not like I'm winning races or even winning my age group. I guess I get more power over my own health and over my own body, which is good. Then there's the will to pleasure. Of course, many runs are glorious and that's why we love to run. But for me personally, uh, most of the time, there is not much pleasure in working out. And that's probably why I don't naturally do it and procrastinate it. And definitely when you're out there during the marathon, when the miles get tough, it could be hard to find the will to pleasure. So that leaves us with the will to meaning. And the cool thing about that is you get to choose your own reasons for why you're training for a marathon. Even if you're not currently enjoying it or you're going through a slump, you still get to create your own meaning and choose your own reasons why you're going to stick it out. Here's a beautiful illustration of this. This is uh, something that was posted just today in our uh, group for members. And this is from Gregory, who just completed the Disney Dopey Challenge. So I thought uh, we would read this. He says, another Disney Dopey Challenge completed. Dopey Challenge number four for me. And for those bling lovers out there, Trevor, nobody does it better than Disney. Going into this challenge, I never had as much self-doubt. In fact, I was coming off my worst performance and just a general all-around sufferfest at the Marine Corps Marathon in October. That performance left me with some serious phobia, which trickled into my dopey training block. It wasn't great, and I found myself for the first time ever not wanting to run. Hmm. I was struggling with my why. The fear lingered into dopey week, and I got through the 5K, 10K, and half, and was seriously considering bailing on the marathon race today. I was fearing failure and, God forbid, a DNF. I decided to show up and do my best. My why for this race was to not to have to explain to my three kids who came with me that I quit. Although my time was not nearly my best, it was considerably better than Marine Corps, and most of all, I think I got a little of my mojo back. Nice. It's amazing how this running journey we are all on can test you and teach you. The lesson for me was to never give in to self-doubt and quit before trying. Yeah, man, good stuff. Thank you for sharing that, Gregory. You must have known that we were going to talk about this, uh, because this is a perfect post, and how he says that he found his why in the moment just wanting to not have to explain to his three kids why he quit. And that works, you know? Whatever works. (laughs) Yeah. You get to choose your own meaning while you're out there. And then, by the way, he says, P.S., Trevor, the bling for this race only cost about $200 per medal before you have to buy tickets, food, gifts, shops, (laughs) etc. Yes, Disney races are expensive. I told him, you're better off not doing the math on the cost of a Disney race. (laughs) (laughs) Or a Disney trip. (laughs) 
course, he's got six beautiful medals from the Disney Dopey Challenge. We haven't done that challenge yet. Maybe someday I will. Neither Angie or I are huge Disney fans. Actually, that's an understatement for Angie. She <laughs> doesn't give two Mickey Mouses about Disney. <laughs> Why is that, Angie? I was I never went there as a child. I suppose that's part of it. Never experienced the magic firsthand. We took our kids and I tried to get her to go in the park and experience the magic. But she had a wonderful time. This is when our kids were younger. She had a wonderful time having a kid-free day. <laughs> Just you and your book, probably. Like, right? here, you like Disney. Take all the kids to the park. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to running goals in 2024, a goal is a desire to actualize an improved version of yourself. So you have a future you that you were aiming for there's this tension between the person you are now and the person that you want to be and the tension is actually good dr frankel says so here's a quote from the book and i'll kick it over to angie expert quotation reader it says mental health is based on a certain degree of tension the tension between what one has already achieved and what one still ought to accomplish or the gap between what one is and what one should become such attention is inherent in the human being and therefore is indispensable to mental well-being. That's why it's important to keep going back to your, your meaning when things get tough in your training. Because to run a marathon, you're going to have to put yourself through some discomfort, a lot of discomfort. Getting up early to fit your runs in when your life is already busy. Um, getting out when you'd rather stay inside. The mental and physical grind of the long run, dealing with the boredom. Is it going to be worth it? We think it is. And if you find meaning in the grind then you'll be able to endure it. Dr. Frankel says, in some ways, suffering ceases to be suffering at the moment it finds a meaning, such as the meaning of a sacrifice. So why are we willing to sacrifice? Because we find a meaning in it. You're going to have to sacrifice time, energy, sleep, and money, you know, to train for a marathon, but it's a sacrifice worth making if you keep the vision of the self that you want to become uh, front and center. So I listened to Dr. Frankel's book while I was running 15 miles, it's cold outside, so I decided I would do the whole thing on the treadmill. And it's a long ways to go on a treadmill. But anyway, so I got on the treadmill, and I did 10, and then I'm like, oh, this is so boring. So then I went out, and I did five outside. And I had to think about, you know, why am I doing this? Why am I forcing myself to stay on this treadmill for 10 miles? I felt like my whole day was just shot from this long run. I mean, it didn't take all day, but that's what it felt like. Well, you waited till the afternoon to do it, so. That's true. <laughs> you wouldn't have waited all day. You would have just done it. <laughs> That's the difference between you and me, I think. Yeah, running for hours on a treadmill is definitely a grind. Maybe it always will be, but there's meaning in it. If you return to your big payoff factors, I had to remind myself, I want to be the kind of person who does hard things. So quit whining and get it done. We know the struggle is real, and we're here to help. Uh, in the academy, the first course is all about mindset uh, for conquering the marathon. The first lesson discusses how to find your big payoff factors. And there's tons of comments now on this post from members who've gone through this going back years now. Here's a recent comment from Diane. We think this is illustrative of the importance of finding your payoff factor when it comes to training for a marathon. She says, as a woman who is older, graduating before Title IX and never into any sports, I started to investigate working out in 2003. First to lose weight, of course. Running my first 5K race in 2005. Running my first half marathon in 09. Mainly figuring things out on my own. Now with MTA, I'm learning so many things, but just the pure love of running. Just the pure love of running. Just feeling your body in motion and being healthy enough to run 
It's, it's just a beautiful thing. And here's one more comment from Alexandros on his payoff factors. He says, first off, the passion of running. Another reason is to save money at a job I don't like and go back to school to become a running coach, to be in better control of my anxiety without any medication, to be part of a lovely community, to learn the biomechanics of running, and to lose weight. Yeah, so everyone's payoff factors are going to be different, and this will be what you go back to to remind yourself of why you're doing it. It's a will to meaning. And if you'd like to go through that course, as well as the other courses in the Academy, of course, you can do that as a member. We'd love to have you join us this year and get trained up for your next race or series of races. Get our help and support in becoming a stronger version of yourself. Just go to MarathonTrainAcademy.com. You can also go to our website to find out how to work with a running coach, whether you're trying to train for your first half marathon, marathon, ultra. Maybe your goal is to run faster possibly run further, safely train for back-to-back marathons, increase your mileage while minimizing injuries. Maybe you're at the point where you just need to get your fitness back. Maybe you're trying to build back from injury and you really want to do it safely and have someone to guide you. Just go to marathontrainingacademy.com forward slash coaching. That brings to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for being a listener. Here's to a great 2024 to all of you out there. Let's make it happen. Until next time, remember you have what it takes to run a marathon and change your life. Right on my way.